Yep, it's getting hot. But, uh, you know, can you complain? I mean, it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, as long as you're not, you don't have a problem being sticky just about all the time. Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. This here is my audio digest, daily audio blog, where I yik-yak about the things going on here in Beijing and the life of an expat. I also do a few other things. Uh, notably, I'm, I'm working a lot on computer graphics as of late, which uh, did take up most of my day today. Uh, but I'm also studying the Mandarin Chinese language, which, although on pause right now, may restart itself going forward. So yeah, the uh, weather is uh, crazy hot, uh, which I know people will be like, oh, why is he talking about the weather? It's, But it's one of these things where you're kind of like, it, it changes so much, and you basically have to have fans going, and not like only fans, ha 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 ha, I mean like fans in your apartment that are going, moving the air around. I think I've mentioned it before that uh, Chinese apartments, or at least, yeah, I don't, any of them that I've been in, they don't have ventilation. It's like you either have the windows open or closed, right? But there's no other way to really move air around. Whereas, like, you know, in Canada, we have vents uh, that are installed throughout buildings, uh, pretty much. So uh, to keep air circulating. And I wonder um, if, you know, I've complained before about having breathing issues and allergies to, to something that uh, you, you never know, especially like when uh, spring or summer starts and the, the pollen is all in the air. And I wonder if that's part of it. Is it just that there's no circulation in these apartments? Don't know. Good question. I still don't under the gate, uh, understand the gate passes uh, that uh, my compound is requiring. Uh, as you have no doubt heard, if you've been watching the uh, news, Beijing and Shanghai are, are open. That's great. Shanghai, there's a lot of uh, hip hip hooray and stuff like that. A lot of people posting pictures of what they're doing now that they're out free and everything. There are still some restrictions in some places uh, that are closed off. But yes, it is amazing. Shanghai, after three months being locked down, Beijing for six weeks, roughly, maybe three. But we, the people, have worked together and defeated the virus from spreading anymore. Shocking and amazing, I tell you. And it's awesome that we were able to do this so quickly and that it didn't spread around the world like it did last time. And that it didn't spread around the whole country and shut down other parts as much as it did two years ago. I do wonder what we did differently. But, you know what? Maybe there's other people who have more information than I do about how this one was solved so quickly. That being the case, these these gate passes that they have now, I, I they're checking our temperatures again. Um... And I've been scolded at least once for not wearing a mask in public when I was walking around my own compound. This wasn't outside the compound. It was within the compound gates. There was no one else around. And this Baoan took it upon herself to... I guess she's one of these government inspecting people. And they had to yell at a few people. So I was 
one of the ones that strayed a little too close to the uh, the, the sun, I guess you could say, right? Uh, did manage to get two workouts in, although I know it, it is hot, and I was kind of debating whether or not it's... Um, well, okay, so with the heat, it's a bit more of a challenge to get the second workout in, because I... <laughs> The sun stings, okay? Like, it's... Uh, I, th You kind of wonder if it'd be nice, you know, uh, to go for a run in the sun. But in mid-afternoon, 2.30 p.m., 3 p.m., that sun is stinging you. But I don't want to go at 4 or even 4.30, which is what I have to do after work sometimes, uh, because then the compound is overrun with families. And I've mentioned this before, so instead I, I, I take it upon myself to, to run earlier. I don't mind the heat, but yeah, running in the sun, it's a little much. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, I, I was talking about yesterday, going back to running with uh, my weight vest, and I did this morning. I wanted to try this out. I want to, um, there's this workout, it's called the, the Murph, and it, uh, it's a, a type of CrossFit workout. So what I did today, I was like, well, I'm not sure if I really want to do 13 kilo weight vest. I've been reading a little bit about it. The CrossFit one is about 20 to, it's 20 pounds to 30 pounds, 20 to 30 pounds. I guess it depends on your weight. And uh, some websites that I've seen say that you really shouldn't be, uh, well, at least most races will say it's 10% of your body weight, I guess, or most uh, competitions. I don't know. That's the number I was. I sort of saw. It was at 10% of your body weight. So if I'm 80 kilos, then I shouldn't be wearing more than 8 kilos uh, on, on the weight vest. But that doesn't really make sense. And I kind of think of like the, a lot of the military guys who are carrying their backpacks and stuff like that, uh, a lot of their gear. Um, you hear various numbers for that, like 40 pounds is pretty common, 60 pounds. Um, now that stuff is often, uh, supported like around the hips, whereas a weight vest isn't supported on the hips. It's actually, um, it's, it's hugging the, the body, but it's more being, more of the weight is being carried on your shoulders, which requires you to have very good posture. You can't slouch if you're going to run or even walk with, uh, the weight vest. So it's, it's one of those things where you do actually have to pay attention, uh, to your posture, uh, so the, I, I dropped the the weight vest by two kilos. I went with a, a, a eleven kilos this morning, and I actually, as usual, I broke up my workout into two or three segments. Um, so segment number one was a two mile run without the vest, and that was sort of my warm up. Uh, and then the uh, the second portion was this CrossFit like sort of workout, and I can tell you. After the two-mile uh, run, I was um, a little bit knackered. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's a good it's a good warm-up, obviously. The issue was that, um, so two-mile run, after that, you put the weight vest on, you go for another mile run, and then you do 30 squats. Uh, you were, I was supposed to do 100 uh, air squats, 100 push-ups, and 100 pull-ups, and then go for another one-mile run. Well... I got through 30 air squats, and I'm like, I, if I do any more, I won't be able to do tomorrow's workout, first of all, um, let alone later today. Uh, the push-ups, I was like, how am I that weak? I can't do 30 push-ups with 
uh, 11 kilo weight vest. Seriously, I had to drop down to, you know, to the knees. Uh, knees on the ground, <laughs> doing those assisted uh, push-ups. And the pull-ups, if these CrossFitters are doing these pull-ups, 100 pull-ups with, you know, 11 kilos, 20 pounds strapped to them, that's really impressive because I could barely do three in a row with the thing on. I did like, I think I did 12 total, total pull-ups uh, on the tree outside. So, and I've noticed that the tree outside is a little different than the pull-up bar that I have in my apartment because the tree is slanted, like ever so slightly. So to get a, a decent evening out of the workout, I actually face both directions. That being the case, um, and also like the bumps on the, the tree give it a little bit more of a... Um, uh, a bit more of a challenge because it can dig into your skin. But even that, it just seems um, like, wow, 20 pounds doing a pull-up. That's mm, proper. <laughs> Full respect. No kipping. So there's no uh, swaying or anything. That It's just strict pull-ups up and down. No, uh, like, getting a little bit of a, a push in there or anything like that. Nothing. So, again, I got through I got through 10 uh, outside and I came back upstairs and I did another two just because I'm like, I got to try this. And it was, it was, it was, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. That being the case, I do feel like I will be able to do tomorrow's workout. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't want, today was more sort of like a, a test to see if I could do it. That's basically what it came down to is, uh, um, am I going to hurt myself? I don't think so. Like, I, I don't think it's that, that heavy and it's that demanding. Um, how often do I want to do this? This might be, be this might become my Thursday morning challenge throughout the summer is to try this sort of this workout. And uh, I'm not sure if I can get up to 100, but I'm not sure if I really care to tell you the truth. It's just a, a number, uh, a, a measure basically. Um, but yeah, in the afternoon I did my two miles uh, skipping rope and then medicine ball as well, uh, and that was a, a decent workout for today. All told, like those types of uh, workouts, I think it's about 900 calories that I burn uh, doing that. Which I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a lot or not because I kind of feel like it should be more. <laughs> I feel like it should be more because, well, the girlfriend bought a box of choco pies or Orion pies, and she left them here. And I tried to, I tried to emphasize to her that she, there's a couple things that she shouldn't do. Uh, number one, she shouldn't bring alcohol and leave it here. Please don't do that. Number two, don't bring like good chocolate like Orion pies and then leave them in my line of sight. Uh, because if I do, if that I see them, then it's like, oh, I'll just have two <laughs> or three. You know, so it's it's very easy for those things just to magically disappear. Um, so a lot of times I have to hide them. Actually, I'd, I'd prefer if she didn't tell me, but then I would be like, well, why didn't you tell me that there are Orion pies here? I mean, I'd find them anyway. I'm not going to lie. I seem to find these things. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the whole burning nine, 900 calories, uh, it's kind of like, yeah, that's impressive. Except when you eat two or three Orion pies and those are 150 calories each or so, uh, God forbid you have a beer or two beers. I mean, I calculate those usually at about 200 to 250 calories for a Pilsner. So, I mean, all of a sudden, your workout gets consumed pretty quickly with stuff that doesn't add a lot of nutrients uh, to your system. I know I've gone on about 
uh, the beers before then. And also how I'm, like, I have, I have no intention of ever stopping, to tell you the truth, or same with, like, completely cutting out uh, sugar or chocolate from my diet. I, I think that would just be a horrible life change for me. Um, it's, like, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, I mean, the whole idea of doing these double workouts is to expedite the fat loss, yes. Um, if I can hit my, my flat stomach goal by September, great. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I want it to be able to be maintainable, sustainable. Um, I don't want it to be like I'd have to, I don't want to have to increase my workouts to three a day or something like that and then cut down on my foods. Like this, there's, it seems like it's almost an unnecessary sort of challenge that wouldn't really lead to much other than like a photo op and then that's it. And I, I don't know if I'm I'm going for that. I think I'm more going for how can I create a system in which I can work out, enjoy the workout, not dread the workout, which is very important, eat as I kind of feel like it, but also with the understanding that how many beers do you need to drink in order to say that you've tried a beer? How many Orion pies do you need to have before you're like, okay, oh, I know what these ones taste like? I mean... Do, do you need to have that many? No. I mean, you could cut back, right? Same with the alcohol. It's the same. Yeah. How many different vodkas do you need to try? You don't, at this age, if you don't, if you don't know what vodka tastes like after you've traveled the world, maybe you just don't need to have it anyway, right? Uh, but So that's sort of what I, I um, think about when I'm planning these sorts of things. Uh, but yeah, in terms of eliminating all that stuff from my diet, I don't think it's possible, uh, especially being a traveler, being someone who, uh, living in another country, you want to be open. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that lives in a little cocoon of all I eat is the same thing all the time, because if I don't, if I break my, my macros, then I can't, you know, be on stage in September. It's like, well, I mean, my, my job... I travel more than I I do fitness competitions. I've never done a fitness competition. <laughs> Let's just get that straight. <laughs> never. So, but I have traveled, and so what? Where this sort of leads, like all these workouts, uh, is uh, and the nutrition sort of studies, all that sort of leads into like the workouts are functional. I want to be able to carry backpacks that weigh, and same with luggage that weighs something. Uh, and then the nutrition is that I do want to have an understanding of how the body is absorbing these nutrients, what nutrients it needs, and how it metabolizes them. Uh, and then also how to better just sort of manage the calorie intake and the uh, uh, the nutrient intake. So, I mean, yeah, obviously if you have more vegetables, it'd be great. Uh, but you can't be frying them up in, you know, dirty peanut oil and expect to uh, really see many gains or uh you know to to keep the fat off so it's a yeah it's one of those but at the same time like if i go to another country i don't want to be you know restricting myself from trying their their version of an orion pie or whatever right I mean, yes it is different i don't know how it's different but it could be different uh but as i said uh today was also spent um working a lot on this very neat tutorial uh, so Mr. Simon Ubsdale published one a couple weeks ago, and I finally got around to uh, um, gathering the courage to do it. It is the Iron Man HUD. 
heads-up display. So you know in Avengers and the Iron Man movie, he has the he has that suit, the Iron Man suit, right? And he's talking to Jarvis, and of course this is all fake. It's all movie magic, but that helmet display that he has, uh, where he's sort of using his eyes to um, navigate menus and stuff like that, well, I built that. Uh, following the, this tutorial, of course, uh, but it was really neat to see how it all came together. And the fact that you could do it with a $50 program on a MacBook, on a laptop, I mean, that's pretty neat. So I did this one, I think I did it at 4K as well, so that's why my computer was running hot. Um, but that, so that took up, <laughs> it was two tutorials, 30 minutes total. I think it took me six hours. Uh, I mean, it wasn't straight. I mean, I had other things I had to get done in the, in the meantime. Uh, but I finally got that done and the to total runtime, guess seven seconds, <laughs> seven seconds, six hours, 30 minute tutorials. I mean, it was one of the things that had happened actually is that because uh, he did provide the assets to work with, like the video, I shot my own video, which then meant that my uh, my eye my eye movements were different from the ones that he was talking about. So he was aligning all of his keyframes and all of his effects with the actor in his video, whereas I was working with m me and my movements. And they weren't the same, so I had to figure out a way that it looked a little bit more uh, convincing. The, the result's pretty cool. It was pretty neat. It was fascinating to see. Uh, so I was uh, very happy that I finally sat down on, to do that one. But yeah, six hours. And this is part of the reason why, um, you know, May You Make Your Movie has been taking so long is because some of these projects, uh, they're daunting. They're daunting to take on, and I want to make sure that I can actually uh, get them done. So... That was it. I did get another one done as well. It's very simple. Tomorrow I'll get a few more done and I'll uh, publish those all together so you can have a take. Uh, you can take a look at that. I think this, I think it's pretty cool, and I'm glad I'm able to uh, finally get through all the videos and all the little clips that I have and stuff like that that I was working on, and just never uh, seem to finish. Uh, Dragon Boat this weekend for you folks here in China. Now this is the festival. In the West, we think of it as the Dragon Boat Races, which uh, those actually take place in September in Canada, as far as I know. Um, but here in China and Beijing, I'm not even sure if the, the Dragon Boat Races will go on this year. Uh, if they do, I have no idea where they will be. Uh, but this is the festival that uh, Chinese people will uh, eat zongzi. So this is like these uh, sticky rice uh, cakes, basically. And I think this is the festival where the guy drowned. And I'm not sure if he was chasing a woman or he was crying or he was singing to the moon or he was drunk. It wasn't Li Bai. Li Bai was the guy who, he was a poet a couple hundred years ago, a thousand years ago or a couple thousand years, whatever. Um, and he often sang, like wrote poetry and stuff like that and then ended up drowning in a lake because he was hammered. Again, watch your alcohol intake, especially if you're a creative person. Um, and th this, but this one, the Zongzi is the one I think where they throw, uh, the, this guy had thrown, uh, what is it? The guy fell into the lake, he drowned and died. And the residents around that lake throw in rice cakes to symbolically feed him. Not sure how you'd eat the Zongzi, uh, while you're drowning. Uh, but 
that's sort of the idea. Is that uh, this is a, a tribute to this man? I honestly cannot remember the full story. Ah, uh, could be good good exercise tomorrow to look that up. Anyway, so this weekend um, we'll be uh, eating zongzi. I have tried the Starbucks zongzi. They're terrible. They're this gelatinous, uh, glutinous rice thing. Horrible, brutal. I mean, I th- they had a chocolate one. I think that was good, but still. It, it's I don't I don't know it's like you're eating like a balloon filled with gel, it's just gross. The get the proper ones, get the sticky rice, zongzi. Uh, usually they'll come with like meat or they, or they can be sweet. I don't like the ones with the 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 fluffy beef and the fluffy meat that the fuzzy meat or whatever that stuff is called. I don't know that stuff is not so good. But if you get the ones, like even the duck egg ones, actually not bad. Uh, but yeah, usually it's meat or like either salty like that, or sometimes they are, are sweeter uh, servings as well. Anyway, that means that uh, there is no work for m- most people tomorrow. And most people have the weekend off for three days. Uh, if they work tomorrow, they get time or two or three times and a half. Uh, but if they work on Saturday, it's just regular hours. So tomorrow I don't work, but I do work on Saturday. Not a problem. I'll get it done. It's my rest day anyway. Okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephensersky.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk again. Bye-bye. <laughs>